0: Hey there, I'm Lauren Hicks, pastor of Pacific Christian Center in Santa Maria, California. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. It's my prayer that this message strengthens your faith and draws you closer to God. Now enjoy today's message. I love you. I say all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give a round of applause for the worship team? That was... Woo! You guys can go ahead and take your seats. Man, I think I just got saved right now, but I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm saved. I promise. I promise. Um, well, this morning, um, if you don't know me, my name is Pastor Lauren Hicks. I'm kidding again. A joke. A joke. Okay, keep it lively. My name is Rick Pineda. Um, I'm the youth pastor and one of the and one of the young. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, I'm also one of the young adult pastors here on staff at the church, um, but before we even start, um, uh, our uh, leadership staff, Pastor Moses and Cynthia and Pastor Lauren and Pastor Linda, they, uh, this past week, they were at a leadership conference, um, which was, Pastor Moses and Cynthia can tell you, it was, it was amazing, it was spirit-filled, um, but how many of us know when, when God is preparing us, the enemy is getting a foothold on us, right? And... I mean, you guys can can say traveling, uh, flight cancellations, flight delays got the worst of everything. And right now, Pastor Lauren and Pastor Linda uh, are still in transit coming here. Um, So if we could just um, extend your hands out. We're going to pray over them real quick because I know it is nerve-wracking, especially missing a Sunday. So if we could, dear Lord God, we just lift up our, our leadership right now, God. And God, we know that, that you had and you poured out your spirit and you're just anointing upon not only the Hicks, but also the Aguirre's this past week at the conference, God. And God, we know that when, when, when we are preparing ourselves, God, when we are choosing to focus on you and to run after you, the enemy wants to just get us more and more and more. And God, we just pray, just comfort and peace come over Pastor Lauren and Linda right now, God, uh, whether they are waiting for a flight or whether they are in the air right now, God, may you just, may they feel your peace and your comfort this morning, God, knowing that, that they have a family and a community here that are praying for them, that are loving them, God. Um, and I pray that they land safely, that they get the rest that they need uh, to come back and full force, fully on fire for you to bring us the amazing anointing and overflowing spirit that you have, God. So we thank you, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Um, like I said, my name is Rick Panetta. I'm youth pastor here. Um, real quick before we get started... Um, this Tuesday, if you come to our prayer service, uh, we are postponing it this Tuesday so we won't have it. But our Fresh Start class will still be happening in the room right outside of these doors in the bridge. That's this Tuesday at 630. Um, we are postponing our prayer service because, as you can see, the Lego cross, the Lego things, uh, kids will be in here Tuesday night. But don't worry. Um, if you want to come to the Fresh Start class, it's an amazing um, class that we have set up, not only for new believers, but if you've been walking your faith for a while, it's always good to get refreshed on your foundation. And so join us Tuesday, 630 in the bridge. That's if you go out these doors, it's the room right there. Um, and we'd love to see you. And also I'm going to plug our kids ministry because I'm married to our kids director. And, uh, guys, if you know any, any kindergarten to fifth graders, they do not want to miss tonight. They don't want to miss the next three days. Um, let me tell you last year, I was a little biased more because, like, it was all Marvel-themed, and we had all the characters on the stage, and I love it, and, of course, I think my wife does it to, like, get me excited for kids because, like, I love Legos also, Um, and so this year it's Lego-themed, but, man, let me tell you, yes, the decorations will be great, the games will be great, but what the Lord has placed on KK's heart, man, like, the kids are going to receive the Lord this week, and you... Your kids, some kids you know, they do not want to miss this event. Trust me. And so, if that doesn't get you out, I mean, the winner of the offering challenge is going to turn her into a, a human Sunday. Um, so, I mean, if that will get your kids out, have them come because they're going to experience Jesus anyways. But if you want more information, she'll be outside. Sign your kids up, sign any kids up, talk to neighbors and everything. It starts tonight and it's going to go all the way into Tuesday night, but they do not want to miss this. Um, I'm beyond excited to speak to you guys this morning, Uh, especially those who are watching online. We just want to welcome you and any new visitors here this morning. Uh, Like I said, just keep Pastor Lauren and Linda in your prayers because they're still in transit. And uh, uh, I'll be honest, I'm a little nervous because if if you know me, I love details, right? How many of us love planning tomorrow, planning next week, knowing what's ahead, right? Um, And love how the enemy works because, for one, probably... Pastor Lauren and Linda feel horrible because they're missing Sunday. Um, but for two, I love planning, and the enemy was like, I'm going to get you with last-minute plans. And I'm like, oh, perfect. But I'm like, you know what? The Lord's got me. I got it. It's not the first time. It's not going to be the last time. Um, but, so just keep me in your prayers right now. But um, before, we even, <laughs> before we even start, turn to your neighbor and tell them, I'm happy you're here. Now turn to the other neighbor and tell them, I'm happy you're here. Guys, today is going to be a good day. Um, Let me tell you, if you don't like your neighbor right now, get ready, because we're talking about neighbors this morning, okay? We're talking about neighbors. Uh, Before we get into it, how many of us have gotten lost trying to get somewhere? You can raise your hand. How many of us have gotten lost trying to get somewhere? Wives, you're probably hitting your husband real quick, right? Because, like, he never wants to ask for directions, right? He knows where he's going, Um, being married, I, like, know that now. Like, before the pastors used to say that, and I'm like, that's so weird. Why are their dads always know, or fathers never want to ask directions? And now that I'm married, I'm like, oh, I'm one of them. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> um, but how many of us have gotten lost trying to get somewhere? Um, I know for a lot of us, if we're drivers, kids, don't worry if your parents are driving, you might have seen, like, detour sign, right? Construction happening, a car accident happens, and there's a detour sign, um, whether, yeah, whether it's construction, something happens, and you got to take a whole other street, a whole other way that goes all the way around, and then it will get you to where you need to go, but sometimes it adds time, right? It adds time. And I remember one time, uh, me and KK were actually visiting her family in Arizona uh, last year during Christmas, and from here to Arizona, it's roughly with stops to eat and bathroom breaks and gas and all that. It's about nine hours, Um, and I remember we were coming home Come home from Arizona, it was a great weekend, Spent it with her parents and her family. We're coming home and there was some traffic ahead. Now we just kind of got out of Phoenix area, got out of the city, and it was kind of a two-lane two-lane highway. And we're maybe like two hours, about two hours down the road. We got seven hours to go. And I remember the GPS said, five-minute traffic ahead. And we looked at each other and we're like, just traffic. We have the whole day to get back home. It's all right, it's all right, we'll keep driving. And in 15 minutes, traffic ahead. Okay, it's okay. It's okay, we got it. It's literally, we have no plans. Our plans when we get home is to put all the clothes in the wash and sit in the couch. That's all. We're fine. We're fine. And it goes to an hour traffic ahead. we're like, okay, it's okay. We haven't hit it yet. Maybe it clears up, okay? And all of a sudden, dead stop traffic. Two-lane highway. And, like, it wasn't, like, regular traffic, you know, where, like, you stop and you're just waiting, and you're slowly going. It was the kind of traffic where, like, I've never experienced, but you stop, and there's people outside their vehicles. And I'm like, I look at her, and I'm like, it's going to be a drive, isn't it? And, and so, like, we, we stop, and then it starts climbing. An hours, two hours, three hours. And no joke, no joke. The traffic, the GPS, it said it was going to be nine hours of traffic ahead. Nine. So we're only two hours in. We have seven hours to go. And if we sit here, we have an extra nine hours to wait to drive the seven hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're telling me, right? And I was like, man, I don't, I don't know what to do. Not going to lie, I thought it was cool. I got out of my car, and I was like, okay, a little bit cool, a little bit, I hate this, right? Because, like, I was walking around a little bit. I had my film camera taking pictures. It was it a was cool experience when I was outside the car. And right when I got back in, it was like, oh, oh, we're still in this. Okay, cool, awesome. And I remember... The GPS, I was like, I was trying to figure out, we were tired, and then there was a detour that I found. The detour was to get off the highway, go over the, like it was a grass kind of middle area, turn around, take another little highway, and then I'll make it around the traffic, but, but, it was gonna add six hours to our trip. And I was like, okay, doing thinking, the male mind, right, okay, doing thinking, okay, nine hours to sit, seven hours to drive, six hours to drive, extra seven hours to drive, still less, a couple hours less, we'll still get home a little bit earlier, but still late, and I was like, okay, KK, and KK already was like, done with me, she was like, relax, relax, and I was like, no, like, I think we should do it, and we were kind of bickering, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen. Let's just sit and wait. No joke. No joke. We're, we're thinking, we're like, hey, let's put on like a movie on the, you know, on our phone. We put the movie on. Right when it started, traffic. Eight hours, seven hours, six hours, three. And we started moving. And I was like, oh, I put my seatbelt on, right? And we, and we started going. I mean, he was fine. We saw him. A semi flipped over and was blocking the entire highway because of the winds. But if you think about it, Man, how dumb would I have felt to take that detour only sitting, sitting in traffic for 15 minutes. I can only imagine the look KK was going to give me the entire drive home. And I would have been okay with it. I would have been okay with it. Because I know her, if we would have taken the detour, her curious mind would have checked the traffic on the previous route and would have showed me and been like, oh, traffic cleared up. Oh, we have... 12 plus hours to go now. Thank you, Rick, right? Like, like how, how dumb I would have felt if I would have taken that detour, right? Because I thought I knew what was best. And sometimes detours can be annoying, especially when we don't see them coming, right? Like, let's just be honest. We, we get frustrated, especially when we don't see them coming. Where, where we have somewhere to go and something is blocking us, we get frustrated. We get annoyed because we got to go where we got to go, and it can be easy to look at a detour as a bad thing. But this morning, we're going to dive into scripture and see how God actually calls us to take some detours in our life, and how He calls us to get uncomfortable and go out of our way, even if it means, even if it means to sacrifice our time and our energy. So I believe two things. I believe God wants to show us a couple of things this morning. Uh, for one. For one, if you're struggling today, if you're in a difficult season of life right now, I believe God wants to encourage you and lift you up this morning. I believe that he's wanting to remind you that he still loves you, that he still cares about you, that he still wants to help you, that you're not alone, and that you will get through this. I don't know what everyone's going through, but someone needs to hear that this morning. You will get through this. You will get through this. And secondly, I believe God wants to challenge us to take our faith to the next level, to be more confident and more overflowing in our faith so that God can use you, use us to affect the people around us. Now, I encourage you, if you have a phone, if you have a notepad, if you have pen and paper, you can go ahead and pull that out. I I encourage you to take notes. Um, I've said this before on Sunday mornings and even to my students it's not because I think I'm amazing and what I have to say you got to write down. No, I believe in, in journaling. I believe in note taking to write down encouraging things that you might hear, maybe challenging things that you might hear that you can think about later. Um, if you're over the age of, if you're under the age of 30, just don't be on TikTok. If you're over the age of 30, do not be on Facebook. Okay. Um, it's a hey, honestly, I'm calling myself out. I still use Facebook. Okay. There's some funny videos on there. I still love it. But um, go ahead and take notes. The title, the title of the message tonight tonight, this morning, is it takes effort. Everybody repeat it after me. One, two, three. It takes effort. Turn to your neighbor and say, it takes effort. Turn to your other neighbor. It takes effort. Remember, guys, I say we're talking about neighbors today, okay? So you got to love the person next to you. So we're going to be jumping into a famous story in the Bible. If you don't know this story, don't worry. We're going to walk through it together. And it's found in the book of Luke Chapter 10, verses 30 to 37. It's one of, one of my many favorite stories in the word, just how much, how rich it is, what you can get out of it. And it starts with verse 30, and we're going to go ahead and read it. It's on the screen if you don't have your Bible with you. And it says this. It says, Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. Now, this is Jesus telling a story, okay? They stripped this Jewish man of his clothes beat him up and left him half dead beside the road by chance a priest came along but when he saw the man lying there beaten up he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by a temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there but again he also passed by on the other side then a despised Samaritan came along say Samaritan Samaritan came along and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. These were the changes. First guy didn't do it. Second guy didn't do it. But the third guy felt compassion. Felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. He, then he kind of goes the extra mile. And then he puts the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day... This is extra, extra mile right here. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, now the story ends. Jesus is talking right now, and he asked the crowd, Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asks, and the man that is talking to Jesus right now, the man says, the one who showed him mercy. And then Jesus says, yes, now go and do the same. Go and do the same. Seeing this story, Jesus is speaking to his followers and, and uh, people who are religious, people who aren't religious, and he's talking to a man that's kind of a little backstory: This man's a lawyer and knows the law, and he's trying to discredit Jesus, and he kind of is... Is trying to have like a gotcha moment, right? And Jesus then responds with this story to the question. And he's responding with this story. And to, to summarize the whole entire story we just read, this is an illustration of what it really means to love people, what it really means to love those around you, what it really means to love your neighbor. Remember, I said we're talking about neighbors? This is what I meant. See, the Samaritan. The Samaritan went out of his way to help the Jewish man. The priests, the priest didn't stop. The Levite, and the Levite, back in the day, that was a temple assistant, the assistant to the priest to the, to the, the higher-ups. The Levite didn't stop, but the Samaritan did. He did what was necessary to save the Jewish man. And, and here's why these characters are so important and here's why jesus used these three characters because historically samaritans samaritans and jewish people did not associate that's like me i love marvel if you're a dc fan we don't talk no i'm kidding i'm kidding okay we talk we talk i promise but samaritans and jewish people they did not intermix they did not associate to be honest they hated they hated one another They had different skin tones than each other. They had different cultures than one another. They had different religions. They were sometimes at war with each other. And to be honest, they had history. And not the good kind of history. They had had bad history with one another. These two people groups. And the reason why these characters are so important because for the Samaritan, nobody, and I mean nobody, would expect for a Samaritan to go out of their way to help a Jewish person. Nobody, nobody would ever expect those two to intermix and even more so the Samaritan to help the Jewish person. It was literally the priest and the Levite's job to help the man. That's like you going to, let's say you have an iPhone or an Android, you crack your screen, you're like, man, I need to fix my phone, right? And then you, you look up, let's say you don't have warranty, and you're like, hey, I have to get it fixed by someone else. You look up, you know, screen repair, uh, phone, phone repair store, and there's a phone repair store, okay? Phone repair store, okay? You go in, go to the, guy at the counter, and say, hey, my phone, it's cracked. Um, can, can you fix it? Can you repair my phone, right? Phone repair store. Can you repair my phone? That's like the guy looking at you dead in the eye and saying, oh, yeah, I can't fix this. You can't, you can't fix my phone. I know for me, if he told me that, I'd be like, what's on the of your building phone repair oh phone repair right like that's like the, the the worker saying i can't fix this it's it's your job it's your job to fix this the priest and levi it was their job to help the man they would have studied god's word they would have experienced god's presence and known all about the love of god and and, and how god calls him to love others and they, they probably wouldn't know the law also also excuse me but there's a difference between knowing about God's love and putting it in action. Let me say it again. There's a difference between knowing about God's love and putting it in action. Remember how we said detours can be annoying sometimes, can be frustrating sometimes, because we have to go out of our way, right? We have to take that extra step, that extra route, right? Jesus is showing us here in this story and this morning that love goes out of the way to serve others, that love goes out of the way to serve others. See, the Samaritan was the least likely person to save the man, but he he knew something. It says right there in Scripture, he knew something. He had compassion. He had compassion. He, He knew that love goes out of its way to help those in need. To love others means to go out of our way, no matter the cost. Now, this illustration, and we're going to talk about it today. I don't have points or anything, but I believe this story is going to teach us two things today. It's going to encourage us, and it's going to challenge us. And so the first part, the the encouragement. I believe this illustration, this story is encouraging us today because in many ways, the Samaritan man his behavior, and Jesus, who Jesus is, they're kind of similar. They're kind of similar. And I'll explain right now. For one, they both came after others failed to meet the need. They both came before it was too late. They both came right to where the man was hurt and helped. And they both provided for future needs. This encourages us because there are times in our lives where life gets difficult, where we experience heartache, where we experience doubt, worry, fear. Now, I don't know about you. You don't have to raise your hand, but how many of us have been there? <laughs> how many of us have been there? I know, I know for me, I have. For me, I have. I, I've had people fail around me. I've had situations come up where Man, I don't know if I can go through with this. I don't know if I'll be able to overcome it. I've had situations where, man, when is this going to stop? When am I going to find freedom from this? And sometimes people around us, they fail. They fail to help. They fail to lift. They fail to help in needs that we need. But the one that won't fail you is Jesus. Is Jesus. That's the one that will never, ever fail you. He's the one that will satisfy you and meet your needs. He's the one that will meet you in your pain and in your struggle. He's the one that will provide for us, not just in the moment, but for the future. And like I said, I don't know what everybody is going through this morning, but know this. When people are failing you, when you don't see any doors opening with your career, when you're doubting what's next for you, remind yourself that Jesus is with you. Remind yourself that Jesus is with you. Now, trust me, I get it. I work with youth, and if I would say that to my youth students, they would be like, come on, Rick, that's like a Christian answer. When you're dealing with struggle, remind yourself Jesus is with you, okay? They don't look like that. I don't know why I just did that. But they, they, they kind of call me out on the Christian answers, right? And I know that sounds simple to remind yourself that Jesus is with you when you're going through struggle, but I'm slowly learning through my own personal experiences, I'm slowly learning that sometimes the most simplest of truth are the most life-changing applications. The Christian answers that we sometimes hear from a pastor, from someone giving advice, it's easy to brush it off, But let me tell you, I feel like sometimes we brush off these simple things that are said because intentionally or unintentionally, we don't want to apply it. And let me tell you, when you apply it, when you apply it, man, how much it'll change your entire life. It'll change your entire situation. If your heart is heavy this morning, and maybe, I'll be honest, I felt like the man in the story sometimes. Feeling like, man, people, they don't know how to help me. Man, I don't know what's, what's ahead of me for the future. With this job, with this career, nothing is, is happening. Man, I, I'm still struggling with this, and I feel alone, and I don't know what to do. I want you to know that you have a good friend in Jesus. That you have a good friend in Jesus. And let me tell you, this is the perfect place to trust in the one who is trustworthy, this is the perfect place to lean on the one who is a solid foundation. This is the perfect place. This is a perfect place. If you're new here or you've been here for a while, let me tell you, you're meant to be here. You're meant to be in this church. You're meant to be part of this family. And not only that, but you're meant to be living right now. You were not an accident. You were not a mistake. You might have felt that you were, you might have felt that you were left alone, but let me remind you today, for one, you have a family and community here, and for two, man, you got Jesus. (laughs) Man, you got Jesus. Now as, just like my youth students on a Wednesday night, um, also if you know any youth kids, sixth grade, the seniors in high school, send them my way, would love to connect with them. Um, But with my youth students, uh, I don't just give them an encouragement, Because I feel like we always need to apply what we have seen and heard. And I always love to have a challenge. I always love to challenge their thought process. And so, if you're with me, I would love to challenge us this morning. If you notice, even at the end of the scripture, Jesus had an application. Jesus had a challenge. When the man asked, the one who gave him mercy was a neighbor. Jesus says, go and do the same even Jesus had an application that comes after the story. And this is a challenge. This is a challenge, okay? You with me? Here we go, okay? Here we go, ready? It's difficult to love people. (laughs) Can can we be honest? Hey, let's just, I I tell my youth students, I, I want to be transparent and real, and I'll be real with you this morning. It's difficult to love people. If you're being really real, It's difficult to love people in this room (laughs) right let's just let hey let's be honest it's difficult to love people it's difficult people are complex you yourself you're complex hobbies interests personality not everyone's gonna fit with each other we're all gonna one one day or another we're gonna butt heads with each other it's difficult to love people maybe as i say that already You got someone at your work. You got someone, if you're going to school, maybe at your school, maybe in the public, on the news, and you're already thinking, Rick, there's no way I can love that person. There's no way, no way I can love them, even if I tried. I love that, that last phrase. Even if I tried, I could not love them, right? Maybe you think of someone in your family, and there's pain behind some situations with them and maybe that pain is a wall between you and loving them. I'll be honest, maybe sometimes we make up excuses on how we can't love each other, how we can't love others. Let me be honest, the priest and the Levite, they probably had excuses. (laughs) I mean, there had to be some reasons why they walked away. They probably saw the man right there laying on the ground and said, man, you know, this road is too dangerous for me. I'm all alone to stop and help. Uh, I can't, I can't, right? And they keep going. Or maybe they thought, man, you know, oh, man, oh, late to church. Man, I've got to get to the temple. I've got to perform my service for the Lord. Man, I'm sorry, but I've got to go, right? Like, let's just be real. Like, maybe they were working in the church. Some of us, we go to church. Man, got to get to church. Got to go to church. I can't help. Sorry. Bye, right? Maybe, oh man, I'm only one person, uh, I don't really know how to pray, I don't really know how to help, um, job is too big, maybe someone else will going to help them, right? Uh, or even better, I love this, I love you guys, please know it's coming from love. Hey pastor, help them really quick, right? And it's like, no, like you have the power of Jesus, you can do it yourself, here let me help you, but man, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that big enough, I'm, I'm, I'm not confident enough, I'm not, I don't have the skill, someone else will do it, right? Or maybe, oh man, and this is the worst one, man, maybe, you know, he knows this road, He knows this is a dangerous road by itself he did it to himself someone will help hey let's let's just be real a little history on that road it was known for bandits to come so even if the samaritan man knew that or not he still traveled alone and maybe sometimes they had that excuse of he brought this on himself he knows the risk he knows what was in store for him He has to deal with the consequence. The Samaritan, though, the Samaritan could have thought of a hundred more reasons to pass by the Jewish man for help. And here's the difference. Here's the difference. He loved him sacrificially. He didn't wait to be asked He didn't care about the political standpoints. He didn't wait for the last minute. He didn't wait until he felt was ready. He didn't care about the difference in skin color. He didn't care about their differences. He saw the need that was right in front of him and that was enough to make him do something. I'm going to say that again. He saw the need right in front of him. And that alone, that alone was enough to make him do something. See, I believe this is the challenge for us this morning. Because we just heard the encouragement that, man, Jesus loves us. Jesus goes out of his way for us. He has in the past. He will do it right now. He will do it in the future. God loves us. And we should follow that example. We should follow that example. That's the challenge. Now, you're probably wondering, all right, Rick, that's a lot to ask me on a Sunday morning. <laughs> that's a lot to challenge me on a Sunday morning. Or secondly, maybe you're asking, okay, where do I start? Where do, how do I even start to try and practice this love, this sacrificial love, this serving someone else? How do I even begin? One of the most famous scriptures. I don't have it on the screen, but some of us may know it. I'm going to read it to us. The perfect place to start, perfect place to start is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 7. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 7. It says this, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not, it does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, love keeps no record of being wronged, it does not rejoice about injustice, but instead rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Now, I could preach a whole other sermon on that, but we're not going to this morning, But this is what true love looks like. This is the way love operates. This is the way love acts. We call this kind of love, if you've been in church for a while, we call this kind of love unconditional love. Unconditional love. Because this true love, this true love still operates like this no matter what situation it's in. No matter what situation it's in, no matter who is dealing with, this true love operates the same. And let's be honest, social media, the news, our culture even, defines love differently, right? Like, worldly love, man, it's, it is so skewed. It is so tainted. The only If you're into social media, maybe... You only feel loved, and you might feel like this, you only feel loved if you get a certain amount of likes. If you're not into social media, maybe you only feel loved if you do certain things. You only feel loved if you have this certain type of skill, this certain type of ability. And maybe you only love someone if there's something for you in it at the end. Let me tell you this morning, church, that's not true Love. That is not true love. This scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, this is describing true love. This scripture, I'll even say even more, this scripture describes godly love. Godly love. This kind of love crosses all barriers and goes out of the way for anyone. Not just a certain type of someone. Not just the people over there, not just the people here in this room, but for everyone. And most importantly, God's love went out of the way for us. God's love went out of the way for us. That's the encouragement. Catch that. God's love went out of the way for you. For you. Now the challenge, catch it. That means we have to go out of the way for others. That means we have to go out of the way for others. Now, you're probably wondering, okay, Rick, how do I still start this kind of love? Especially our neighbors, especially the people next to me, the people at my work, at my school. Rick, if you could just see them, you would know I can't love them, right? If you need help with where to start, go word by word with this verse. Verse. Word by word, the first adjective is patient. Are you, are you practicing patience with others? Let's go to the second one, kind. Are you practicing kindness to others? Are you practicing not being jealous, not being prideful, not being rude? This is the kind of love that God shows to us because even when we are impatient, even when we're being rude, even when we're jealous, even when we're prideful, even when we're, we're horrible, we're messing up in our sin, even maybe we feel like the man on the road, that, that maybe he knew what he was getting into, but he just wanted to go because he needed to go, and our own decisions caused our downfall. Even when we're acting like this, <laughs> the love that God still shows us, the love that God still shows us. If the worship dream could come up, There's there's one ministry here, um, at our church, that I absolutely love. And if you're looking for a place to practice loving your neighbor, loving our Santa Maria orchid community, it's joining a city serve team. Pastor Phil is here somewhere, (laughs) and he leads up with amazing amazing team leaders. Our, our city serve, so many different initiatives and groups that you can work with, the hurting, the broken, the, the orphan, the addicted, the widowed, there's so many groups that you can join here at the church, and man, let me tell you, when you even show interest to wanting to serve and love our community, you might not think, man, I don't really see You know, I don't really see those people groups in our city, in Santa Maria Orca. I don't really see those kind of, you know, the addicted, the the widow, the the orphan, the broken family, I don't really see that. But I want to challenge you, don't be like the priest and the Levite. (laughs) Because the Samaritan saw. And let me tell you, when you, when you take off those blinders, when you take off, when you when you choose to focus, and maybe challenge yourself, okay, let me let me let me see the need. God's going to give you opportunities. God's going to give you opportunities. It's funny, as I was thinking of this sermon, of this message. Um, there, there's one person besides my family that that went out of his way for me, and actually, actually texted him. So he might be watching. Uh, he might watch this later, um, but it was my my youth pastor Logan, My youth pastor Logan, man, he crazy guy. <laughs> the 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 stories I have of youth group and the games we did, we would not do them now. I will tell you that. But I remember for me, I was I was kind of a I was kind of a punk kid in high school and junior high. Hard to believe that right now, right? <laughs> we all have a story, but I remember. I remember, I was. I was honest, I was, I was, I was rough, I had a bad attitude, did what I wanted to do. And I remember I used to be really broken and, and really, really broken. Bad relationship with my parents, mental health issues, anger issues, making bad decisions, hanging out with the wrong friends. And in the middle of that, I had, I had youth group and I went. Sometimes I didn't want to go I had a love-hate relationship with my, my youth group going up, but my youth pastor was the one that changed my life for the better. My youth pastor, Logan. See, he was, he was so patient with me. <laughs> remember we talked about the scripture about love, right? He was so patient with me. I remember sometimes he would, uh, I would lie to my parents, and yes, they're here, I'm sorry, forgive me, I've lied to you, but... I've lied to my, I used to lie to my parents and say, yeah, there's no youth group. There's no youth group. And my youth pastor would text me. Hey, you coming? <laughs> and sometimes I'd be like, oh, no, you know, I, I would have excuses. No, I, I, I got this going on. I got, I got sports. I can't make it. And I, I kind of got tired of him asking, so I would say, no, I don't have a ride. Take that. huh? I don't have a ride. Can't get there. And then right after he texts me, I'll pick you up. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm not going to have you wait out there. you got to preach a message to a bunch of students. Yeah, I guess. If you pick me up, I'll go. He was patient with me. Picked me up for youth group, dropped me off. He would laugh at my dumb jokes, all my girl issues, call me out when I was making bad decisions. And to be honest, he was, he was a really good friend. He was a really good friend. But it, was, it wasn't just he was a really good friend. He was going out of his way to show love to me. He was going out of his way to show love to me. And I'll be honest, because of that, I can say that not all my problems were fixed right then and there. I didn't, right when he was hanging out with me, I didn't leave, you know, us having lunch or youth group, like, man, I love God. I lo-. No, like, like, let me tell you, I still dealt with my issues. I still dealt with my struggles. But let me tell you this. I started to receive God's love through him. I can say I wouldn't be here where I am right now if it wasn't for Logan going out of his way from me. I wouldn't. Maybe I'd still be alive. Maybe I'd, but I don't know if I'd be a pastor. <laughs> That's for sure. I don't know if I still would be in church. That's for sure. If it wasn't for him going out of his way for me. I'm gonna say this, and maybe, maybe write this down. Maybe just remember this. But sometimes for people to start a relationship with God, all it takes is one person going out of the way to show God's love for them. I'm going to say that one more time. Sometimes for people to start a relationship with God, all it takes is one person going out of the way to show God's love for them. I don't know about some of us, but some of us in this room got invited to church. Church. God invited to a youth group one day. And see how your life has changed, right? All it takes is one person to go out of their way for someone to experience Jesus. And here's the thing. Remember my my, my title today? It takes effort. Probably wondering how's that fit in? The biggest challenge, the biggest thing I want you to take away today, it takes effort. It takes effort. It took effort for the Samaritan man to help the Jewish man. It took effort for Logan to be a positive influence in my life. God was willing to make effort for you to show you his love and mercy by sacrificing his own son. Here comes the question, are you willing to make effort? Are you willing to make effort? Before we get into our last portion of worship, and I I pray us into worship. I want us to reflect this morning. I want us to reflect this morning. See, Jesus told this story of the Good Samaritan to illustrate what it means to love your neighbor. But we as Christians know that the best illustration of love is remembering what Jesus did for us 2,000 years ago. If you came in this morning, you should have gotten a communion cup. If you could stand with me and and hold on to that communion cup. We're going to enter it through a time of communion. But the best illustration of love, the best illustration of love is remembering what Jesus did for us 2,000 years ago. Remembering what he did for us. How we remember, how we remember is through Communion. Through communion, see. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three to twenty six. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord Himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, "This is my body, which is given to you." See Jesus. Jesus gives us instructions for an in, in the scripture. Remember. Remember. A little bit later it says, Do this. Do this. Break bread. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The instruction is to remember. Remember what was done for us. Remember what was done. For us not remember what you have done not remember what you will do but remember what Jesus has done and what Jesus will do we take part in communion because it's a remembrance of what he did for us 2,000 years ago when his body was broken on the cross sacrificing his life for us Sacrifice. Sacrifice. So this morning we remember by taking part of communion. I want to pray this into it real quick. Dear Lord, God, we thank you for your broken body. We thank you for sacrificing yourself for us, God. God, we take today, this morning, this moment to remember what you have done for us. We take this moment to remember what you will continue to do for us, God. That you were the ultimate and the last sacrifice, God, to connect us to our Holy Father. So we remember you today, God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you today, God. And we praise you. We praise you each and every day. We love you. Go ahead and take the breath. The scripture continues. It says, in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is a new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. See, I believe communion and this morning is not only a time for remembrance, but a time for reflection. Because yes, Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice for us. And yes, we want to remember that and his broken body. But also, taking the cup. Remembering his blood washing away our sin. Washing away our mistakes, washing away everything we have done, making us pure in the eyes of God, cleaning us and making us pure. And it's the perfect time to remember that. Uh, even if you've messed up, even if you've made mistakes, maybe like the Samaritan man, you knew what you were getting into, but you still chose to do it. And now you're filled with guilt, filled with shame right here is a moment to remember that through Jesus you are clean through Jesus you are forgiven through lord we thank you god for this time of remembrance this time of reflection god pray as before we take this cup god i pray that you remind us that we are forgiven if we just seek you and seek repentance god and seek forgiveness that you give us you you make us clean. You purify us, God. May we always, always, always reflect and remember what you have done for us. Let us never take it for granted. Go ahead and take the cup. Before we get into worship, if you will, stay standing. I want to challenge us real quick. It's all good to learn about the Good Samaritan. It's good to hear a message. It's good that you're here. It's good to learn about true love. But we got to reflect and apply this. Maybe you've been a Christian for a while. Maybe you've known Jesus. My challenge for you is, have you been making an effort to love those around you? Have you been making effort to let go of that pain and forgive the person that wronged you? Have you been making effort to take your faith to the next level? Maybe you don't know Jesus and you're kind of new to being a believer. Spend time understanding this. God went out of his way for you. God loves you. He sent his son Jesus over 2,000 years ago to sacrifice himself for you so that you can have a relationship with the creator, with God the Father so that you can be part of this family so that you can be free so that you can feel true love and experience peace. And as the song starts, as the prayer team comes to the front, I encourage you, I encourage you to take those steps this morning. Maybe you need to receive prayer for something you've done. Maybe you need to receive prayer for starting to forgive someone. Maybe you want to take that first step of growing your faith, taking your faith to the next level. Know that we are here for you. We are here for you. So dear Lord, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for all that you've done for us, God. As we get into this last worship song, God, I pray that you challenge us to reflect on our own lives. To one, remember that you love us, that you want to help us. You will be the helper. And for two, to challenge us, God, to love those around us. May you speak to us in this last worship set, God. May we feel your presence. Lord, we praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Once again, thank you for joining us for today's podcast. Special thanks to those of you who give so generously To make this ministry possible If God has put it on your heart to give Please visit our website at pacificchristian.net And if you enjoyed today's message Please consider subscribing Sharing with your friends on social media And giving us a rating in iTunes This will enable us to expand our reach And share the message of Christ with more people Until next time God bless